Hey, I feel like I'm sheepishly coming back in to relaunch this podcast, although I have a feeling that it's not so much a relaunch with the big, powerful, pushing, come and see me energy. This is more a gently creeping into the room and sharing with you what's gone on for me. Um, you may have noticed if you've been listening to my podcast that we we sort of just disappeared in March. I came to an abrupt end uh, after we had released the episodes from my my positively influential live event, which was great. It was it was such an intimate, warm, loving, supportive, positive environment. However, uh, a few weeks later. I became very, very unwell. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that as we go on. And as a result of becoming really unwell, I had to make some immediate decisions about what I could continue to do and what I couldn't and what I didn't have capacity for. And at the time, I I just knew that I wasn't in a in a good place to be creating content. So what happened really was that over the last six months, I feel as though I've been on an epic journey into myself, into what I want to be doing, into how I want to to be showing up. Do I want to be showing up at all? And you'll notice today that this podcast is really stripped back and raw. And that is, that's deliberate, that's intentional. This is not created in my big flashy studio. My team haven't even got hold of the audio. I've done all of this myself because I wanted to feel as though the whole thing was really stripped back and raw to match where I feel like I've been. That doesn't mean to say the podcast won't become all singing, all dancing in the future. And it probably will, but not just yet. I'm actually recording this in my car in a quiet spot as I watch my son training at football and I wanted to do it this way audio only because I wanted it to feel much more intimate and honest and essentially stripped back so that is the theme raw and stripped back. I have debated how much of what's gone on for me I'm going to share. So you're going to get you're going to get some little nuggets and the rest I'm going to leave to your imagination. Essentially in the end of February, so just less than a month after my live event, I became really unwell. I couldn't get hold of my HRT medication. There was a national shortage. And unfortunately in my area, even going um, through the NHS or going through a private clinic, I couldn't get anything. And that was a bit of an issue. So I couldn't get any estrogen. And I was going through a period of immense stress. Now, some of that stress really relates to my children, so I don't actually share that. Some of my stress related to some pressures in the business that were unexpected and out of the blue and had a huge financial impact. And And any one of these things that I was dealing with, had they come on their own, 
would have been, you know, that, like a little um, a molehill, if you like. But unfortunately, they didn't. They all came at once. And it came to a head when I took my... I wasn't feeling right, and I took my dog for a walk uh, in... I, I have this walk that's lovely. It goes through an allotment, goes through a meadow, and then I go into the woods. And I do this walk at least three or four times a week. And I got through the allotment and I thought, I'm not, I don't feel like myself. I'm feeling a little bit unsteady, a little bit unclear, a little, little bit sad, but strange. And I tried to call my husband, I couldn't get through, tried to call a friend, couldn't get through. And I ended up ringing my parents, which I stopped and thought about because they are in their 70s and I didn't want them to panic, but I knew I needed to reach out to somebody. And I got hold of my dad, um, and they only live sort of a mile and a half from me. And I, while I was on the call to him saying, Dad, I feel strange. I'm so sorry to ring you with this, but I'm, I, I, something isn't right. Whilst I was on that call, my heart rate went through the roof, and I thought I was having a heart attack. And the net effect was, uh, it was actually during that period where the ambulances were on strike. So we knew in our area, I wasn't going to be able to get any help. So my dad actually came, met me, we got the dog in the car and we went to, we called um, 111 and they'd said, no, you have to get in, you have to get here right now. Now, uh, I spent hours and hours and hours in hospital over the next few months um, and uh, stayed overnight in hospital. And basically, it came down to the fact that uh, I had had a severe panic attack, which I'd never had one before, so I didn't know what to expect, but it had, it had very similar symptoms to a heart attack. And I didn't know that that's how severe panic attacks could be. I, I just didn't associate panic attacks with me and it was a huge not only a wake-up call this was the time to make some fundamental changes the doctors because of how severe the changes had been and um, the doctors then spent weeks and weeks and weeks testing me for absolutely everything um, and at one point I was told that I had to remove all stresses from my life so I had to make some really fast decisions about the business, about all sorts, um, about what I was prepared to do, what I was not prepared to do, what I could cut out of my life, just so that I could bring my my stress levels down, particularly my cortisol levels that were sky high. And the cortisol in our bodies is it's there because we've been stressed for so long. So this wasn't, like I said, it wasn't it wasn't just the one molehill it was that there'd been molehill after molehill after molehill after molehill and I'd not been doing anything to reduce that stress coupled with the fact that then I couldn't get any of the hormones that my body had become accustomed to and this was just such a such a difficult time for me and I also knew that I had to be there for some of the things that were going on with the children at the time um, because they were complex and I made decisions in the business um, that we had to potentially close down completely and in the end we, I didn't, that isn't what we did. 
uh, but we went really lean. So I said goodbye to some lovely team members, which I was very sad about, but it was the right decision for me and for the business. And as a result, um, the podcast business is is now thriving again. And we're it, it. Although it's not my main focus right now, it's still we're still launching lots of client podcasts. But one of the things in that was that I knew I couldn't continue with the podcast there and then. I didn't even feel well enough to come and deliver an episode to tell you, "Hey, I'm taking a break." I just wasn't in that place, and the idea of not doing that perfectly at the time was so stressful that it would again spike my cortisol levels and my stress levels. After that first panic attack, I began to have panic attacks about nine or 10 times a day, really, really intense, until I managed to get the stress levels under control. And to be someone, I guess, who, I guess my identity was one good mother, two successful human beings, successful business owner. And also I was still very much known as the podcast queen. To suddenly have this crash for myself, to have to change my business and what I was doing, to change my pace of life was really hard because suddenly I didn't feel like a good mother because I wasn't on form enough for my children. I did my best and I know my best is is enough because that's all I could give at the time, but I had to look after my own health first. My identity as successful when I'm going through this period of feeling like I've, I've messed everything up. Now, actually, the language there gives you a major clue to the fact that my mindset was shot to pieces. My language was not helpful to me. And also about being the podcast queen. So what happens if that's my become, I've deliberately crafted that, that as an identity, but I, to some extent, no longer want it. That's not all I want to be known for. And I don't have a podcast of my own. What happens then? Or I'm not, I'm not producing my own podcast. So lots of, lots of really diving into, well, who is Anna? Who is, who is this person who is really conscious of not pushing, of not hustling, of managing their stress levels? And I'm still figuring that out. And one of the reasons I really did want to come back to this podcast was I wanted to get back to how I envisaged podcasting five, six years ago when I started. Podcasting recently has become, for the people who have the kind of big podcasts in the top 1% or the top 0.5% in the world, which are many of the podcasts that um, we produce or even my show, have become these kind of sleek video, video driven entities, right? And that was never what I wanted to do with my own podcast. Our podcasts, when they started come started in the first place, were a kind of intimate audio-only experience that captivated listeners because there was a shared interest. Having come from the audio route, that the audio was always my expertise and my interest. It was literally because listening to audio rather than watching video had changed my life. Okay, so I've thought long and hard about 
how do I return if I'm not yet ready for the big polished affair? If I'm not interested right now in big flashy launches, it just doesn't serve me in my stress levels. Um, and I decided that what I wanted to do was get back to a feeling of uh, a personal journal or a, a snapshot of what's going on in my life and the things that I'm experiencing in terms of business, in terms of mindset, in terms of personal growth uh, and the changes and challenges that are going on on a weekly basis. So I decided then that this podcast would come back for the first few episodes, we're going to come back. We've got no fancy intro. We've got no fancy outro. I'm not selling you anything. And I'm just talking in my car onto my phone, right? I do have a microphone that I couldn't do without, of course, because I love a mic. But um, I'm just sitting here with a clip on mic plugged into my iPhone. There's going to be minimal editing on this podcast, but really you're hearing me in my own voice and unpolished and not pretending to be anything more than I am and that for me feels really important. The amazing things that have happened for me during this period is well first of all I think I was sharing with you on the show that I was I was exploring lots of different modalities at the beginning of the year I trained in EFT, I tra- level one and level two, I trained in theta healing and i somehow got myself onto a 400 hour breathwork course and oh my goodness the breathwork stuff literally has taken my breath away and it's become it became the way I healed the stresses in my life and I used it as a health tool and I as a daily practice and I also used a particular type of breathwork called CCB, Conscious Connected Breath, with where I would have sort of half hour or 45 minute sessions a couple of times a week that were really deep and were about shifting, limiting beliefs and breathing it all out. And even with all of the NLP and subconscious reprogramming work that I've done for over a decade now, this shifted something deeper. And it's allowed me to come back to myself It's allowed me to trust that I'm in the right place at the right time, that things are all going to pan out. I feel as though I've had lots of, the words never quite sit comfortably, but I'm going to say like I've had some spiritual downloads as a result of that. I've got much more in touch with a sense of higher power. I've also got really in touch with my body in terms of felt sense and interception. So felt sense is when we have those nudges in our body that sense of intuition there's something that's going on and I'm starting I've begun to really listen to that and I live by that hence this podcast is raw and stripped back and not polished and perfect I have also um, become really aware interception is about um becoming aware of what's going on inside your body. So the things that we don't normally notice, like our heartbeat or our breathing rate or other stuff that's going on, our digestion, becoming more aware of those things in our body. And my God, that has made such a difference as well. And that comes from the breath work. So not only did I qualify as that um, and as a teacher of breath work with one particular school, but I went on and I studied with some other schools as well in functional breathing, 
Um, I've trained with Oxygen Advantage and um, an adv I'm now an advanced instructor with them. They look very much at how from a peak performance perspective you can, you can change your breathing patterns long term. Um, and that's, that's been really interesting, quite scientific, I have to tell you. And I've also trained um, partially, I'm halfway through training with Wim Hof as well and a couple of other breathwork schools. So I've gone and done it all because when I find something that's changed my life, I wanna share it with the world. So now that I'm a qualified instructor, I wanted very much to bring this work, this is me all over, when I find something I'm passionate about I want to share it with the world and I saw so many opportunities for integrating breath work into coaching. So how do we combine this with NLP? How do we combine this with hypnotic language? How do we combine this with some of the theta healing and energy modalities and EFT and all of those things and Reiki, all the other things I'm qualified in? And basically, I created a technique that is blowing people away. And that's one of the things I'm really proud of over the last however many months um, since I started that course back in, I think, December, November time. And now I, now we are, I am creating, I have created an entire six month syllabus to teach breath work bringing all of the elements from all the different schools and weaving it in with my NLP knowledge and hypnosis knowledge so that not only can people who train to become an influential breathwork coach not only will they be able to facilitate in group classes or at retreats but also use this as an incredible tool knowledgeably with their clients either for that limiting belief and somatic release or for those ongoing health benefits um, for peak performance and I'm hugely excited about that. Now we have already um, opened to our waitlist, we did have one launch for the first cohort that actually starts on the 16th of October. So if you're interested in that then either get in touch with me personally or go to www.annapn.co forward slash academy waitlist, lowercase, all of that's lowercase. And we will be reopening shortly. If you're on the waitlist, there are discounts and early access bonuses and all sorts of good stuff like that. And that for me feels as though I'm bringing together something really meaningful into the world that will change lives. It will help people who are going through similar stresses to what I was going through. It will help coaches develop and deepen their practice and how they support their clients. But first and foremost, it's about really helping shift people. So my mantra for many years on this podcast, particularly when it was called Entrepreneurs Get Visible, was anything's possible. Now it is, but you've got to be in a good place to create that possibility. And I really believe that for me, breathwork has been the way. And there's a reason it's booming. So if you're interested at all in finding out about the coach certification, it's a six month program, please get in touch or get yourself on that wait list. I'd love to support you on the first round, the first cohort, which will be intimate. It will be deep. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to go on your own journey of personal introspection and you're going to learn to trust yourself again. 
I had not been trusting myself. I'd been ignoring my nudges. I'd been ignoring warning signs. I'd been ignoring health signs. And that loss of sense of identity, if you like, has really caused me through breathwork to go in and say, what am I beyond these things? What am I when I'm me? What am I when I'm raw and I'm stripped back? And that's all I'm going to tell you for today. But I, it's taken me a long time to come back and record. It's taken me a long time to be able to vocalise what's happened, where I'm at. Um, Health-wise, it's taken me a long time to get back on track. But I'm now feeling quietly, understatedly, really happy and positive about my life now and about my future. So it will be in time, this podcast becomes all singing, all dancing and fancy jingles and music and all of that. But right now, this is my intimate personal journal sharing with you some of the things, some of the challenges I know I'm not the only one to have gone through. If you like this episode, I would love it if you could leave a a review or get in touch or share it on your socials. But really, this is not about the big push. This is not about getting into the charts and all those things that I, as the podcast queen, have been brilliant at for not only myself, but my clients. This is about us having honest conversations about what goes on in our lives, right? This is about taking steps to positively influence ourselves so that we can have a ripple effect on other people. I hope you found this interesting and yeah I part of me wants to apologize that this is raw stripped back and unedited. The other part of me I know that's just the way I need to show up right now real raw stripped back and really me.